Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's summertime, so some of you have probably been traveling a little bit. I want to tell you a story about one family who was traveling on vacation. They were heading to Yellowstone. There they were. They were on I-90 West, about 15 miles east of Wall, South Dakota. They were looking for that free water, right? The family actually was looking forward to a week of camping, of hiking, and fishing. One thing that they didn't realize that their family car had a torn CV boot. After driving thousands of miles, finally the front axle snapped. Now, thankfully, the dad was able to pull off to the side of the road with frazzled nerves being really the only injury. And so they are stranded now about on I-90, 15 miles to the nearest town. Mom and dad, they, they get out their phones and they try to call, but their phones are old, right? And they don't get good reception. They wait in hopes that, that someone will see them and, and, and stop and offer assistance. So they wait. It's hot. It's humid. Kids are getting restless. Dad is standing outside the car. He sees an ambulance driving down the road. And instead of slowing down, though, the ambulance, when it comes near the family, just keeps going. Dad tries to reassure the kids that, well, maybe they couldn't stop because someone needed help in the back of that ambulance and they were rushing off to the hospital. Don't worry, though, kids. Help will be on its way. Certainly they called the police or someone. Well, 10 minutes pass, 15 minutes pass, half an hour passes, now an hour goes by. Finally, finally, a police car is seen headed down the road, and Dad says, all right, kids, finally, help is here. And yet, to the family's shock, the police car drives right on by without even slowing down. The shock gives way to despair. Because those that they expect to help just pass right on by. Now, they've been waiting now for about two hours with no help. And finally, finally a car comes down and slows down, pulls up right behind the family. And out comes a man of Middle Eastern descent with a turban on his head. Dad quietly tells the kids to roll up the windows and lock the doors. The man walks up to the car, and in his arms he's carrying something, but Dad can't tell what it is yet, and his adrenaline starts pumping, his hands are sweating as he's preparing himself for the worst. But in his arms are bottles of water. The man gives one to the dad and to the kids and the family who's in the car, and then sits there and talks about what's going on with the car Out of all the people that they had expected to receive help from, this guy wasn't on their radar. It was completely unexpected. Well, after, of course, a a few minutes, the man gets back into his car. He drives to town. About 45 minutes later, he returns with a tow truck. The family gets towed to town, and after a little while, the mechanic fixes the axle. It's late in the day now. As dad goes up to pay the bill for the mechanic, uh, for the tow and the repairs, the mechanic shakes his head, and 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 he says, no, look, it's paid in full. You're all set. The man who came and got me, he already took care of the bill. Well, the dad, of course, was understandably shocked. The mechanic said, "Uh, look, 
he only asked that I give you this. And he handed him a, a small piece of paper that was folded over. And he opened it up, and, and the dad read these words on it that said, Go and do likewise. Of course, tears welled up in the dad's eyes as he turned back to his family, told him what the stranger had done for them. They were all amazed at the man's merciful actions. They were beyond thankful for what he had done for them. And of course, they in particular, the dad, was embarrassed over his initial reaction to him. Family piled back into the car, and they talked about what this note meant. Go and do likewise. I mean, for this family that was stranded and who experienced the mercy and the compassion of a stranger, I guess the likelihood of them actually you know, going and doing likewise or paying it forward, returning the favor would be pretty good, wouldn't you? I wonder about the expert in the law that we read about in Luke's gospel, though. Because here we have a picture of a guy who sits at the feet of Jesus and is questioning him about eternal life. He asks for clarification on who his neighbor is. He hears Jesus' words, and he hears the story of an unlikely hero, a hated Samaritan, right, at least to the Jews, who shows mercy and compassion when others who should have helped, the priest, the Levite, they walk on by and they don't do anything for them. The lawyer hears a story from Jesus about Jesus. And I wonder, does, does the lawyer see himself in this story? Does he see himself as the man who is wounded, robbed of his life, and left for dead in his sin? Does he see Jesus as the Samaritan who pays with his life and, and his death to bandage and care for his wounds and grant him new life? Does this lawyer, this expert of the law, see the mercy and compassion of God in Jesus as he is poured himself out for all on the cross? I wonder, does this lawyer go on to live in faith to Christ, loving God with all of his heart, soul, and mind? And then did he go and do likewise by loving his neighbor as himself, by showing mercy and compassion on others, as Christ has done for him. I wonder. Because the scriptures don't tell us much more about that lawyer. But what about you, dear brothers and sisters in Christ? Can you see yourself in the story, maybe, of, of that family? Can you identify with their situation, stuck on the side of the road with no one to help? Do you see how that story illustrates the reality of our sin, that we are stuck in it, that we are unable to deliver ourselves from it and unable to help ourselves? Do you see how that in the, 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 the story of the family, the Mideastern man on a small scale represents what Christ has done for you? Well, I pray that you do. And that the Holy Spirit keeps you in faith toward our gracious and merciful Heavenly Father. Come back to that story for a minute. It was late at night and the family continued their way uh, west. In the distance, 
You know, late at night, they saw some flashing lights on the side of the road. A car was pulled over. And Dad was actually debating whether or not to stop, seeing as he had no idea who was in the car or what the issue was. And then one of the kids from the back seat pipes up, Hey, Dad, we should pull over and help. And so the dad does. Turns out that the guy had a flat tire, and since he was out in the middle of nowhere, <clears throat> excuse me, and, <clears throat> and didn't have a flashlight, <clears throat> he couldn't see enough to get his spare tire on. So dad pulls up behind, puts the brights on, helps change the tire, and then offers to follow the man to the next town. The guy with the flat tire is extremely thankful. Dad gets back into the car. The kid in the back pipes up and says, I'll bet that nice man who helped us would be proud of you, Dad. I know I am. <clears throat> See, that's it, right? You'll notice <clears throat> in Luke's gospel, Jesus never actually gives the lawyer a straight answer on who the neighbor is. And that's because the neighbor is everyone. It might be the guy who is stranded on the side of the road needing help. It could be a family in need. It could be people who you know are using Pantry 279. It could be those who even dislike you, who are mean to you, and who want to harm you. <clears throat> Your neighbor is all those whom God has put around you. <clears throat> and those who are around you are those who are in need of Christ's mercy and compassion. And you, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, are commissioned to share that with them. Jesus is the one who calls and empowers us to love our neighbors because in love, mercy, and compassion, he first loved you. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> if we continue in faith toward God and love for our neighbor to the end, it's our Lord and Savior who will express his pride in us in saying, well done, good and faithful servant. So brothers and sisters in Christ, go and do likewise. Loved by God, love your neighbor. Served by God, serve your neighbor. Shown mercy and compassion by God, show mercy and compassion on your neighbor. Forgiven by God, forgive your neighbor. Prayed for by Christ, pray for your neighbor. Go and do likewise, for your neighbor is in need. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. <clears throat>